Hey guys, and thanks for joining us at i80 Sports. Today we're talking about buying or selling. We're going over the big storylines of the week and whether or not we are buying or selling the second half of the MLS season on different clubs and different players. Thank you for joining us. This is i80 Sports. We're buying and we're selling, Alex. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So RSL lost 5-0 to Colorado on uh, the 12th after beating LFC 3-0 on the 9th. Are you buying or selling this RSL team as being a, a, a real MLS competitor? Uh, well, since eight teams make the West, I would say they'll cautiously buy. The only reason because you just just you mentioned one week they can be one of the best teams in the league 3 nothing when they're home. And then at home they can lose to a team that's outside the top. 10 top eight in the West Colorado five nothing in a rivalry game. That's why I would buy. I think they're going to be make the top eight, but you know, to make a run deep into the playoffs, I don't see it. I mean, remember they knocked off LAFC was it two years ago when no one saw it coming every year when the playoff time comes rail. Salt Lake is a tough out, especially in their home and at high altitude, cold weather. I mean, they have some dynamic players, Corey Baird, Krylik, Justin Mem, Albert Rusnak, but you know, to make a run yeah, in the, that West together. At the same to make time, a run yeah, in the West, yeah, yeah. you know, defensive. You're giving up five goals to Colorado. You know, that's a that's a major question mark. I think they'll be an eighth, uh, probably an eighth seed type team. But after that, I don't see much with Real Salt Lake to be honest. I guess in 2020 we have to be more specific on uh, what competitor means because almost every team is a playoff team. Uh, thank you, coronavirus. Uh, moving on, uh, let's talk about uh, again that RSL zero Colorado five. Um, Colorado with a win after three straight draws are we buying a colorado rapids turnaround i like them but in the west i don't see how they're going to get a top eight position uh you know this this five nothing game they get with the rocky mountain cup after they lost 4-1 earlier at home to rail salt lake was a big step for them yeah. i really like what's going on there robin frazier seems to be doing a good thing there diego rubio kai Kamara, cole bassett seems to be coming into his zone the youngster starting to score yep but yeah, uh, you know, Eunice Namley, I like him, the DP. He's very creative, one of the top creative players in the league. There's something missing in the back with these guys I don't like. Uh, the goalkeeper issue is an issue. There's a problem. To be top eight in the West, I don't see it. I mean, you know, but they, to, to be, let's make no mistake. If you're going to Colorado, you cannot expect to get three points there. They're very difficult at home. Cold weather, same thing, high altitude. Jonathan Lewis coming off the bench as a spark plug. Robin Frazier has a system. They Unfortunately, just tie at home and lose on the road is not a winning strategy in exactly. MLS this year. Exactly. Um, so we're, we're down. Um, Eunice Nomley is kind of the, the one of the players of the week for me. Uh, put together a, a two-assist oh, so game. Um, yeah, just good. really really fun guy to watch and, and I think a little underappreciated. We we like to go after you know the big stars sometimes. And Nomley's not someone we talk about too much on this show, although he's not neglected like uh, kind of the that, rest that was of a great DP sign by them. I mean, he's under the radar, but that was a great DP sign. We can get more players like him in the league. It's only going to make the league better. Absolutely. Um, you can't just have stars. Got to have contributors all around, up and down the roster. Now, um, next buy sell. Are we buying or selling LAFC with our, without Carlos Vela? Without Carlos Vela, that is a problem. But they are now sitting, I think they were fourth, fifth in the West. Again, they're going to probably make the plus because they could score, but they bleed at hemorrhage goals like like nobody's business. That Walker's one of the worst in the league. Their uh, goals against is uh, only negative three. They they've scored fourteen, given up seventeen. They've given up as many goals as RSL. I mean, you know, getting rid of Walker Zimmerman was a was a 
was a major, major problem. That, that was a mistake. However, the way they score, Diego Rossi arguably could be the MVP of the league this year. He's right up there in goal scoring. They beat Portland this week 4-2 after losing 3-0 in Salt Lake. Still, they're giving up goals left and right. And if you expect to make a run in the playoffs, you cannot be giving up two, three goals a game. I don't see anyone on that roster that's going to step up to be a, a defensive stalwart. They're going to have to win games 3-2, 4-3 in advance. And in the playoffs, that's just not going to work. Even if Carlos Vela comes back or not, Bradley Phillips was a nice pickup for them to, you know, to get some goals and some minutes in front. He doesn't play defense, and that's the problem. And Victor Rodriguez has been, uh, uh, sorry, Rodriguez, the the Uruguayan young kid on the left wing, he's been a little disappointing as a DP. He needs to step up his game. They really need him more right now with Vela being out, and he's not doing the job. If we look at some of the other games, maybe a little closer to home, Red Bull, a, a uh, decisive, we'll say decisive in hand quotes, win 2-0 against uh, DC, where they actually put some some play together. Are we buying or selling Red Bull for the rest of the 2020 season? Uh, if you see the schedule the rest of the month, it's not that hard. They avoid Toronto, Columbus, Philadelphia, well, New York City, all teams above them in the standings. Uh, you, know, you saw the debut of a new concept, a 3-5-2 type, three center backs in the back, allowing Kaku, the most creative player, to have a little more creativity, having wing backs running down the sidelines, Duncan on the right, whoever is on the left, it was Pendant on the left. Pendant on the left. Very good. Been very good. Uh, and he, the, uh, again, we finally had a forward score goal. Royer on a great goal. The first goal forward scored in over 10 games for Red Bulls. Jorgensen has been a bust. We're not even going to talk about that. That's just. Uh, I don't know if I would call Royer uh, a forward. I, in, I, in his lineup, yes, he was considered a forward in this in this kind of 3 5 2 concept. Kaku was quoted saying, I love this lineup. It seems like they've done this for him to make him better. It was his first two assist games since 2018, where a lot of Red Bull fans seem to be trapped in. This is what they wanted. Uh, beating DC United, I mean, what they had three seventeen-year-olds playing in that game, playing defensive. Yeah, I mean, DC put up the worst lineup I've seen in MLS in about three seasons. And they're out five starters. I mean, you can't, you know, Ben Olsen uh, keeps saying he's going to get fired. I don't know how he's still there, but he, yeah, he's kind of played three or four seventeen-year-olds and five starters out. Ola Kamara doesn't look like he's anywhere what he used to be when he was in MLS a couple years Correct. ago. He went to China, came back. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, Red Bull schedule, as you see, Cincinnati. Inter Miami and Montreal, the next three, they should be able to get six points out of this. There. There's some wins. They, they, they got to sure. get six, and that should get them in the playoffs. I mean, right now, I think they were seventh and 10 out of the East, East make it. They get six points out of the next three games. They should they should be a playoff. I'm expecting Samuel Tita to start soon. I don't know. You know, we saw Drew Yearwood, the new acquisition from Brentwood, come, and he played very good defensive midfield for about 55 minutes. They took him out. He's out of shape, he hasn't played in a year. I'm expecting Samuel Tita to start any day now. They need a center forward presence that can score. European Champions League experience. Let's go with this guy since they have nobody else. Schedule is easy. Red Bulls, let's buy with a question mark. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but the teams I mentioned before, I don't see how they're going to get past Philadelphia, Columbus, Montreal, or NYCFC in a series. I really don't. One of the best teams in the league over uh, last season and, and the first half of the season is the Seattle Sounders. And with the Seattle Sounders, they put it on the Quakes 7-1. to one. So my question, Seattle Sounders, the ability to score seven goals any week, I am buying. This is one of the best lineups we've seen. Um, they're not going to score seven every week, but the ability is there. They have the attackers. Buying or selling Seattle Sounders, scoring seven points. Bob, seven goals in MLS is crazy. I mean... San Jose that game, I don't know what they were doing. The marking system was just, it wasn't there. If you saw some of the goals, they were 10 yards wide open. I mean, I don't know what happened in that game. I know San Jose bounced back in the 0-0 game after that. But let's get back to Seattle. 
Morris, Rui Diaz, Ladero. You find me a better three in MLS. Uh, you know, I don't see it. Uh, they are an MLS Cup contender. Yes, they can score, especially at home on that turf. They're fast. Uh, playoff team, yes. MLS contender, yes. What's not to love about Seattle? Seven goals a game, though, Bob. You're not going to play San Jose like that every week. So I don't, you know, these are professional athletes. Can they put a four or five spot on if you're not paying attention? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. So I'll say the ability is there. Matias Almeida, someone needs to send a wellness check after that game. I mean, his roster, what he had, he's one of the best coaches this side of the planet, but you look at the roster of San Jose, how is he supposed to win with that? I mean, seriously, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. It's almost like rosters matter and coaching matters too. It's almost <laughs> like we have that conversation every week. Okay, so... My next question, Nashville had a pretty poor showing at the first half of the season, but they are 2-2-2, two, two two, currently ninth in the East. Are you buying or selling Nashville as a competitor in 2020? I am, and I picked them to beat Atlanta last week, if you remember. I remember you, you rolled your eyes on me. This team, I watched a game. This team is very good defensively, and I know the problem up then was scoring, but Dax McCarty in the midfield, uh, he looks like he's playing well. He had a goal this week. Two assists Walker, and a goal. Yeah, Walker Zimmerman solidifying the back. Uh, Willis and goal, the vet, MLS veteran, knows what he's doing. Again, up front is the problem with them. I don't, you know, Daniel Lovitz they have in uh, left back has been playing well. They have MLS veterans, so it's going to be hard to score against them. Their schedule isn't bad. I mean, the next three should decide where they're going to be in. they got Chicago, D.C. I mean, Chicago, D.C. and Inter are behind them. I think they're going to be a top ten team. I think they're going to be in the. I think they're going to be in the top ten. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And they just signed a DP for uh, the Venezuelan international. Uh, for, I forget his name off the top of my head, but that was a good move. They think they can make the playoffs, and why not? I think they will be a top ten team in the East. Uh, when you have Dominic Baji as your main striker, you can't really count on a whole lot of goals. Um, when I pull them up, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have eight goal scorers on their team, and they have eight goals scored. This season. So um, over a one game stretch, I really like Nashville. I think that they could beat just about any team in the league one on one. But when you when you extrapolate it out to a 15 game, 16 game, 17 game, you, they're going to regress more towards the mean more towards that 500 record for me. Um, but they're they're solid. They're solid. I think yeah, the top 10. I mean, you could be 500 to make the playoffs this year in the East. And I think this team can do it. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, Mokhtar has been good. Mukhtar, I always kill his name, the DP in midfield. They're solid in midfield. They're not one of the worst. They're you know, above average in midfield in MLS. The defensive core is above average. Their goalie is you know, in the average area. They just need to, if they can get a consistent goal scoring team, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. Now, Atlanta has looked not very good. They've sold players. They've fired their coach. Are you, um, the, when, I, when I see this Atlanta team, they're so new to the league that you have to think every time they've sold, they've lost, they've recharged, they've come back, and they, they, they really hit you in the mouth. Are you buying or selling this as being the, the actual downfall of Atlanta United? This is the third iteration of this question because every six months it seems like we're asking ourselves the same question. Is this the one? I don't think Atlanta's making playoffs. I think this is a lost year for them. Uh, they're going to blame it on COVID. They're going to blame it on Joseph Martinez's injury. They sold P.T. Martinez. Barco doesn't want to be there. He's rumored to go to Sevilla and Fiorentina. I know they're linked with a couple Argentinians right now, a goalkeeper, yeah, I think a midfielder or forward. Uh, I just read about it the other day. They're going to make a move soon. To me, it's going to be a little too late, uh, especially playing with no fans in Atlanta. Uh, that dome, when they had the fans, at 50,000, 60,000. Without them, they, don't seem, they seem lifeless. I think this is yeah. a lost season for them. But However, they like to spend. 
And let's say they don't make the playoffs this year. Next year, they're going to totally reload. You know, that's what they're, they're going to get. A, a name coach you all heard about. They're going to get name players in there. More young South Americans running up and down the line. I think this is just a, you're going to chalk up to COVID for them. They just they just couldn't recover from COVID, and I'm, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So lost here for Atlanta. I agree. Now, when we move on to one of the best players in MLS history, we talk about Thierry Henry, one of the best strikers possibly of all time. Great English career, played for the French national team, played for Red Bull. A lot of people almost scoffed when he got the head coaching job because he, he had some failures over in Europe, but he has come over here. This Montreal Impact team that he coaches now, four wins, one draw, and two losses in the MLS regular season. They've looked good as of late. They beat Vancouver 4-2 over this past week. So I'm going to ask you again, are you buying or selling Thierry Henry as a head coach? I'm buying, and I'm not going to base on what he did in Monaco. It was a failure in, in France and didn't turn out too good. But what he's come here, he started off the year. If you remember near the bubble, they were playing defensive Cincinnati-like pack in the bubble. A week later, he's changing, he's changing tactics, changing formations. They picked up one Yama, who's been very good. Banks, uh, I think he's going uh, the ex-England International. I think he's on loan next year. He'll be going back to Italy. He's been excellent in the back, the youngster. Uh, what's not to like about Andre? You, when you play against this team, you don't know what's coming. He changes the lineups. He changes tactics. He's seen everything and done everything as a player. Uh, and you see his, his fiery temper on, on the sideline. The other, the other day, I uh, watched Montreal uh, Vancouver highlights. Montreal missed an easy goal. And you see Andre kicking the water cooler, going wild. You love to see that out of your coach. You love the passion. You can see the players who want to play for him. I think, you know, this is going to be a tough team in the playoffs. I would not want to play Montreal in the first round of the playoffs because you don't know what you're getting when you see Montreal. Henri is going to change your tactics. There's no way you can prepare for them. Absolutely. They also have uh, two, three goal scorers. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, in MLS this season, that is Maximiliano and Uruti. One player that I've always been high on that I talked a lot about this preseason, I'd love to see uh, come back, um, get some more playing time, is Lassie Lapalainen. Yeah, I'm uh, surprised he hasn't there. done. Yeah, I'm the Finnish guys. Boyan's been very disappointing. I thought he'd do much better. The third, ex-30-year-old, he used to, he was highly regarded as a kid. His career never turned out. I thought MLS would be a good spot for him, especially with Henri. It's just not worked out with him, and that's a problem. So let's recap. RSL, we are buying cautiously. Colorado, we are selling. Yes. LAFC without Vela, we are uh, buying, but not a strong buy. I don't know what that means. If you're buying, you're buying. I mean, They're not going to win the cup. They're not, not going to win the cup. Out, you're not yeah, throwing not. out the receipt on that. You're not. You're not. Yeah. You're keeping the receipt just in case. Okay. Um, right. Headed to uh, RBNY. We are buying. You're buying. I'm not. They're going to make the playoffs, but that's 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 it. I'm I'm basically I'm making the playoffs or not. But basically, so, that's it. Sounders dropping seven. We are buying. You're buying, but yeah. I'm I'm buying twice, <laughs> and I'm giving you one. All right. Yeah. There you go. Nashville buying Atlanta yes. downfall. Finally yes. buying and Terry Henry as head coach buying good. So we got that out of the way now. Yes. We got a nice busy week of NFL football, of college football, and MLS soccer. Guys, don't forget your MLS soccer, man. I I, I almost let it happen. I've been watching so much football, and then I came came back to the promised land. I was like, man, this is this is great. What, what a great time. You could have the picture-in-picture picture football on one screen. You got a little red zone. You got a little MLS. A lot of good stuff going on this weekend and a lot of games that we want to talk about. First one up is tonight, actually. So hopefully you guys are... Yeah, we watching got three right away. The first one is Dallas versus Colorado. I'm taking Dallas. Uh, I know they just sold the Cobra. I love that nickname. Andrzej back to uh, Czech Republic, but their new central family midfielder. issues. He had some family and personal yes. issues that led to the sale, not necessarily but, his play on the field. But that new central midfielder, we had Andres Record. I don't know if you saw the volley this week. I don't know how it was in goal of the week for for you know an MLS. 
He looks like to be the real deal and an exact veteran leadership to have since Pomichel's been out with the hip surgery. I'm going to take Dallas in this game. Again, we talked Colorado is a dangerous team, but Dallas, I mean, this Ricard they just picked up. I might be killing the last name, but he's the new number 10. This guy could play. Check him out. He's very good. I uh, will go against you. I'm going to say Colorado here. Um, and it, it's, it's you know, the the outside players. We got Ioannis Namli to assist. You got Rubio playing like a star again. Yeah, he's playing very um, good. There's going to be a midfield battle going on here. And if Colorado can take take a step with some of their uh, uh, back midfielders, I, I really think that that's going to be a difference. And I'm, I'm going to take Colorado in it. In a, I guess, would that be an upset? Yeah, maybe. It's close. It's close. Well, Dallas is home, so I would say yes. San Jose plays Portland. I, you know, I don't, San Jose, I don't know what's going on there. You know, 7-1-0-0 at Portland. I would just got upset, but I'm not expecting them to lose two games or even without Blanco out. I'm going to take Portland in this one. San Jose has 23 goals against, giving them a minus 14 goal differential. They're 0-3-4 mm-hmm. in MLS this season. No, thank you. Vancouver plays versus Montreal. Um, we believe in Terry Henry. Do we believe in a Montreal win? Yes, Cavallini is out for Vancouver. I don't think Vancouver is a playoff team. Uh, this is one of those years where COVID cost them. Remember, a lot of guys didn't even go to the bubble. They had concerns. Uh, I don't like what's going on in Vancouver. Again, DeSantos might be a coach that's on the hot seat. I like the way uh, Montreal and Henri are playing right now. I know they're going cross-country again to Vancouver, but I think Vancouver's home in this game. I'm still taking Montreal in this game. Friday's going to host some uh, college football action, so why not put one of the best matchups in MLS from days past, Seattle and LAFC, big rivals on the West Coast. However, Novella, LAFC hasn't been looking too good. This is one of those uh, mismatches for me. Um, I'm going to love Jordan Morris on this. You're going to see Seattle just run up his side the whole game long because there's no one on LAFC who can do anything about it. That's going to leave... Seattle striker Raul Ruiz Diaz open on passes. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of crosses in the box, and I got to take Seattle here. Hey, I'm taking Seattle until LAFC shows me they can play defensive and stop people. And Seattle's offense is just dynamite. I don't see it happening this week, so I'm going to take Seattle. Most of our games are on Saturday this week, and that starts with SKC versus Dallas. Uh, quietly, SKC is the first place in the West. A lot of people aren't really paying attention. They're even ahead of Seattle, but to me, they haven't really played a complete game. Dallas, the second game in a week, going to Kansas City, they're not going to pull it off. I'm going to go with Peter Vermes' side, and Buzio's are playing well. I'm going to go with Sporting Kansas City in this one. Absolutely. Um, SKC had a rough stretch after MLS's back tournament, um, but for me, the injury bug is what really matters here. Um, we don't know if Polito or Saloy will be back. Roger Espinosa, Felipe Gutierrez missed the last game. Um, I'm going to take Dallas here just because there's just... It, it's just there's so many question marks. SKC could easily blow Dallas out, but if you're you're saying nine times out of ten, I think SKC uh, Dallas is going to take this win. Okay. Up next, New England versus NYCFC. I had a hard time picking this game. I don't like uh, New York City when they play on turf. Uh, this could go either way. This is a game you want to watch. This is a, this is this got second round Eastern Conference playoffs right all over it to me. I'm going to take New England because they're the home team here. But, you know, NYCFC seems to be playing better. Again, they, they can't get a Bear, Matriza, Castellanos all together firing on all cylinders. If that happens, look out. Is this the game that happens? I'm going to say no with Bruce Arena's side. So I'm going to take New England this one in a tight one. I do like the fact that Bear Morales and Medina, another dangerous trio, are going to be on the field together. So for that reason, 
I'm actually going to take NYCFC. They kind of put it together against Cincy, who uh, is a team that will sit back on you, I guess. I, was, I, I do want to add Morales, I think, is out for this game. Is one of the reasons why I'm taking New England. If Morales does not play for New York City, they are not the same team. He's the engine in midfield that runs that team. If he's out, I would have no problem taking New England in this game. We'll have a few days to find out. Okay, next up is Atlanta versus Miami. I, I I don't understand what's happening in Atlanta. I don't like what's going on there. And Inter-Miami seems to be getting jelly a little better. They just looks like they just picked up Iguain from Juventus. Uh, you know, the teams, all the players on the team know that, you know, they're going to spend money. They want to win. I know they're last in the East, but they're only four points out of the 10th spot. This is a game that they need for points. I'm going to take Inter-Miami on the road in this one. Sometimes those signings really give your team a boost in the locker room, and that's enough to put you ahead for a game. Red Bulls. Play Cincinnati. Can the Red Bulls uh, break down that Cincinnati defense, come away with a win? You know, the Red Bulls haven't had trouble scoring, but this new formation gives Red Bull Nation a little sign of life. Again, D.C. United last week, this week Cincinnati, not exactly upper echelon Eastern Conference teams. I think Red Bull can break them down for at least one goal in this game and get out of there with a with one nothing win, so I'm going to take Red Bull one nothing. Since he is 0-3-5 this season and 0-3-3 over their last six. Columbus versus Nashville. Um, I, is this the game of the week, Alex? Uh, no, Nashville is you know, four straight and on beating string, but Columbus, to me, if not the best team in MLS, they're the best team in the East. Uh, they're, and they don't have any of their whole lineup. They've been playing without Nagby, without Zella Ryan. They still have Zardis. Two out of three are playing. I don't see how they lose this game, especially at home. Nashville's defense, you know, we just talked about has been pretty good, but this is Columbus. And, you know, Zardis is a top-notch MLS scorer. I'm going to go with Columbus in this one. Nashville is one of those teams that has players that are a little older. You got your leaders like Dax McCarty. Being a whole week off for one of the first times, I'm actually going to lean towards Nashville having the possibility of getting it done. I need to check the betting lines here, um, but I, I think this game could be 50-50. This could be a little closer than uh, than I think we're, we're, we're looking at right now. We're going to move on to uh, D.C. versus Toronto. Uh, you know my thoughts on D.C. All the injuries, Ben Olsen, I don't know how he still has a job. Toronto still has Pozuelo. I know Altidore scored a big goal against Montreal last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to take Toronto. Toronto quietly, they're one of the better teams in the West. No one seems to be talking about them. I don't know why. I, I don't see them not drop dropping points against D.C., so I'm going to take Toronto on this one. If I'm betting, this is almost my best bet of the week. Orlando versus Chicago. You know, I want, I want Chicago to do well. It's good for MLS. I saw the game against Columbus. They're up 2 nothing, and they blew it 2-2. And don't forget, Columbus has only given up four goals all year. And they had two quick goals with Chicago. I want a lot of too, Alex. But, but you know, Chicago playing well is not Orlando, this year. Orlando, Nani, Daryl DK, uh, the octopus in goal. He's been very good. I, I like Orlando. I really like what's going on in Orlando, and I'm going to have to take Orlando on this one. Another great game, Houston versus Minnesota. Houston's been playing very, very well. Minnesota's got a lot of injuries, and they have five starters out. Uh, Houston's at home. I think they just signed in Argentina. They just sold uh, Albert Albert Elise to Boa Vista in Portugal. However, they just picked up Argentinian kid. I just read yesterday or today. So they're just replacing an older guy with a younger guy. Tab Ramos has those guys really on, uh, on a nice offensive run. Minnesota with all the injuries. I can't take them because even though I like Minnesota on the roster, until they get all their players back, I can't take them this game. I'm going to have to take Houston. Albert Elise, we've been talking about him leaving so, so much over the last, feels like forever. Um, it feels like it's like the opposite of Chicharito. Like, he's finally gone. What do we have to say? Um, great player. We wish him well. Arcel versus Vancouver. 
I don't uh, I don't like Vancouver and RSL at home. They just get embarrassed. I don't, by like, I don't like this game. I don't like. I wouldn't watch this game, but RSL is at home. They just get embarrassed five nothing. They're not going to get embarrassed again. Uh, Vancouver, you know, I don't know what's going on over there. I'm going to have to take Real Salt Lake in this one. This is an interesting one. LA Galaxy versus Colorado. Again, Galaxy is one of those teams no one's talking about. Pavone has been playing out of his mind. You know, some people think he might be the best player in MLS. Best player in MLS. I I think that that might be true, and, and he doesn't need to put up gaudy stats. And no one talks about it. And nobody, yeah. yeah, nobody's talking about it. Sebastian Legette has been playing on fire. They just got Chicharito back. You know, LA Galaxy always the back line concerns me. Colorado's a feisty team, but they're on the road going to LA. I got to go with LA Galaxy in this one. All right, and. Wait, we're not done yet. Uh, San Jose versus Portland. I guess we are kind of done. It's Portland. We can move on, right? I'm going to take San Jose in this game. Portland's second game of the week. I know you're looking at me like you're crazy. I can see San Jose walking away one nothing game. Portland would be resting players, you know, with the rotation. This is a game you can see them dropping points. Um, I, I've been taking too many favorites. I'm going to take the... I'm gonna, so I'm going <laughs> to take sure the... I'm not I'm sure taking too many favorites. So, so, okay. so I'm going to take San Jose because they're home. That's the only reason I'm taking them because they're home. Hey, Montreal... Against Philly. Tough game. Tough game. Again, uh, I'm going to have to take Philly, but I wouldn't bet this game at all. I wouldn't be surprised if Montreal walks out with a result, at least a tie. I'd stay away. Um, And that's it. That's that's the week in MLS. Thank you for joining us. Um, You can find us at I8. I 80 underscore sports MLS on Twitter. Um, you can listen on all platforms. We are on youtube.com backslash I 80 sports. Find us on every uh, podcast platform and you can find us where else. Uh, Facebook at the ID sports discussion group. Alex, thanks for joining us. Any last words? Uh, so, you know, we're getting towards the nitty gritty. Uh, one more face to be released before the playoff time comes. 18 teams make the playoffs. It's going to be a wild, crazy MLS. Again, it's talking. Maybe it is a bubble. Maybe not. Who knows? Stay tuned here. We'll let you know.